computer and then I'll send that to you. Well, good afternoon, Kinga. How are you? Good afternoon, Spencer. I am amazing. How about you? Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. I am doing fantastic. I'm I'm excited for a new year. I I'm actually very grateful for the experiences I had in 2020. I know a lot of people are like, oh, wow, I'm glad that, to, you know, that's over. And I look back at that and think, you know, there's so much that I learned during that, that year of hardship that I'll always remember it. How was yeah. your, how was your perspective of, of 2020 and what are your, what, what's, what's, what is it like for you looking forward yeah, I, you know, I think I want to embrace all of the good stuff that the 2020, wa- 2020 was bringing, you know, especially spending more time with family, because it felt that, you know, we didn't have to run around to all different sporting events. We had, you know, like, we were all together. We are all together at the same time and uh, doing more stuff as a family that we have ever have ever done. And technology, you know, like um, um, Hangouts and Teams and Zoom. Like I am so WebEx and all of the meetings that I've ever attended were WebEx. And being exposed to so much more with the technology, it's like, oh my gosh, I am my parents. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you're your parents? Uh, just you know like I don't have time to learn all of this stuff and the 2020 forced me into learning more so I I I think it was cool I know it's everybody says it's a challenging and it's you know and hard and so forth but I try to focus on the positives that the 2020 brought and I'm hoping I know there is so much pressure on the poor 2021 (laughs) It's like, people, don't put so much pressure. Let's just say the 2021 will be as amazing or better than 2020. And that's my that is that I love that perspective, Kinga. And I think you're absolutely right because so many of us think that, you know, 2021 is going to magically be better. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be challenges in 2021, just like there were in 2020. And so the things that that you and I and learn and, and everybody learned, hopefully we learned something in in 2020, can help us deal with the challenges that are ahead. Sure. So I I love your your perspective. Now today you and I are talking because we have a special event coming up at your chapter. Do you want to talk a little bit about the your chapter meeting, who comes and just talk about the what the topic is and then I'll 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 dig into that. Sure, sure. So you know we love you. We totally love you. We had you come in January at the blizzard. It was the the craziest <laughs> day of all and we had you fly in to Grand Rapids out of everybody in the middle of the winter. And you delivered an amazing speech about communication with the impact. And if you want stuff be done right, do not do it yourself. I remember that monkey in the shoulder that, you know, if somebody gives you monkey, don't take it, you know, like think about what to do and the conflict resolution and so forth. We had you come again for the PDD. It was just one hour talking about the power for impact your mom did 
on you and her struggle and not giving up. It was really powerful. So of course we had to bring you again. And this time we fought the authentic leadership trap. I know we are all kind of on the automatic mode. And I felt that this workshop is not really for the executive level. It really applies to everybody. Yeah. You know, can you tell our members, we have, you know, um, almost 800 members right now. We have 2,500 membership base. I'm hoping that, you know, we can um, bring as many people as we can to, especially because it's virtual. So it's not really limited to Western Michigan PMI members. Right. Like, what do you think we can give those members and non-members um, by talking to them about this leadership trap? Thank you. You know, this is a, a, a topic that I am very, very passionate about. And my, before I go into it, I, I want to pose a question to you and those who may be watching or listening to this. Think about your experience as a project manager, as a leader. Are you where you thought you would be in relation to your self-perception of yourself as a project manager and a leader? And are you having the success to the level that you thought you would or hoped you would? Or is there a gap? Mm -hmm. What do you think, just from your experience? Because for me, there has usually been a gap. Yeah, there is, because I'm a doer. So I definitely get... You know, I do stuff for other people because I know they have to be done. Right. And that is a gap. It's a trap that I know I have. So, so this is this is this is brilliant because the challenge that we have is I have a perception of who I am as a person, as a leader, and where I would like to be in terms of my success based on what, who I think I am. And oftentimes what happens, just like you, I have a very similar personality, Kinga, where I am a doer and a driver. And I thought, hey, you know, if, I, if I'm just goal oriented, I'm really good at getting things done, then I should have a certain level of, of success. And when I don't have it, I, I feel like this is, there's some, you know, somehow the system has let me down or others have let me down when really I needed to start taking a look at how I view myself and figure out how I may be causing my own challenges, how I may be preventing the success that I want to have. So even though I may be goal-oriented and driven, my need to get things done sometimes you know, exclusive of doing things. I don't need a team. I just go out and get it done. Well, that's not great for, for the team development. That's not great for, for unity and, and, and really the overall organization. It's great for me if, as an individual goal oriented, but if I'm a leader of a team or a project and I am not good at bringing everybody into that project, then I'm going to be handling all of the challenges by myself without the level of support that I could have if I learned how to change my approach. This is something that, like I said, I'm so, so passionate about. I'm, and, and I really wanted to learn how I, Kinga, as a leader, was getting in my own way. 
And so one of the things that, that I have done in the past, you know, 10 years have become a behavioral analyst. And I, you know, you, I, you said I did the communication workshop and I remember that day so clearly. It was actually the first week in February of 2019. And I, King, I remember getting to the airport in Las Vegas at the time I was living there at five in the morning. My flight was canceled. Mm-hmm. Because of the snow, I couldn't get into uh, uh, Grand Rapids. And so I said, I have got to get there. I am, I, they're counting on me. How else could I get there? And I said, well, they said, Chicago's closed. I said, is Detroit open? And they said, yes, we got to, we got to route you through Atlanta. So they routed me through Atlanta. I got into uh, Detroit, rented a car and drove in the snow because to me, this is so important, the, 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 the concepts that I want to share. But I did behavioral assessments on everybody that attended. I think we had like 92 people attend that workshop. Mm-hmm. And in that, when I, when I do these surveys of how people lead, how they communicate, how they are, what I get asked a lot is, um, what's the ideal profile for a leader? And there have been thousands of studies, Kinga, that says there is no one profile that will determine your success, which, you know, you think about all the different styles of, of communicators and leaders and project managers there are out there. That's pretty good news, right? Because there is no, you know, you have to be this way to be successful. But what the research does say is that those individuals who are most authentic are the ones that are best at building trust with their teams. Well, what's not to love about that? Mm-hmm. No, totally. Well, the problem is, this is the trap that I am finding is people start to say, well, this is the way I am. People just need to get over it, right? So for example, I am that, like you, we're very goal-oriented and hard-driving. But what if that way of being, that identity, that style that I have is actually the very thing that is preventing me from having the success that I want to have? Do you see how that is problematic? Yeah, no, totally. Totally see it. So for, for me, I wanted to understand this paradox of if it is the authenticity of the individual that determines their success, why then do so many people say, you know, I am not having the success that I want and I'm, I am being who I, I think I, I, I am, I'm being true to myself. You know, at that time that I came to speak at your chapter, we did a chapter meeting the night before the workshop. I think we had maybe 60 people show up. And I'm going to give you an example uh, in real life of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. After the keynote section of that chapter meeting, I had a, a project manager, member of your chapter, come up to me. And I was talking about emotional intelligence at the time. And, and she said, you know, Spencer, why is it that as a project manager, I have five direct reports and I think I'm a very good leader. And there was an opportunity to get promoted at my company. And I didn't get it. 
the person who got the promotion, I personally don't think is as good of a, a leader as I am. Yet they're the ones that got the promotion. And that's basically all, all she told me. And so I said, and, and I know a lot about behavioral po- profiles and I, I could tell a lot about her just by how she was talking. And I said, I said, you're probably somebody that cares deeply about your team and you want to protect them. And you are a very good leader. You are also somebody that is probably someone that likes to earn respect of others and not win it. You know, in other words, uh, you don't go out and beat your chest and say how amazing you are. You just put your head down and hope people notice you. And she says, yes, that's right. And I said, well, that's great if you happen to have a manager that notices. But what if the manager that you have relates better to somebody that goes out and wins it and tells them how great they are so they actually hear it? The fact that you were not willing to speak up for yourself and your team means that your team now does not have the best leader that they could have had because you were worried about being authentic and not speaking up and bragging on yourself. As a result of that, they chose someone else. Do you see how sometimes our identity of who we think we are and how we should behave and how we're even comfortable behaving can prevent us from achieving the things that we actually desire. Yes, no. And so when I come, I, I, I will share a lot about what, what is it that, that determines authenticity in a leader? So how can you be that authentic leader? And how can you begin to shift your perception of what it means to be authentic so that you can begin to start to have the success that you need to have? How can you... So, for example, um, you know, and, and I'll just I'll, I'll give one example that I'll actually give when when I come. You know, there's this this paradox of you know when we are behaving the way we think we should, you know, we're we're actually preventing our own results. Um, there's a great tennis player by the name of Simona Halep, and she's from Romania. Have Have you heard of her before? I don't believe so. Well, she's in the top five tennis women tennis players in, in the world and has been for many, many years. But gosh, back in uh, 2013, uh, she was ranked number 47. She's super, super competitive. I mean, just very aggressive personality. And what was happening is, is that she would, when an opponent would get into her head, she would start to just get really angry and and that competitive side to her actually started her to uh you know when she made a mistake she would just start getting upset and critical and yelling at people and breaking rackets and her competitiveness was actually working against her and her and people that were playing against her could get into her head and defeat her well as soon as she learned how to control that anger and to, and to focus that, that drive, that competitiveness, she started to win. And by 2018, she became number one. And so now she's like, you know, one, two, three, she's always, she's always up there. But my question to you is, 
was the fact that she stopped being so aggressive and angry was it is, is that any way being not authentic no. why because what she really wants is to win right mm-hmm. So sometimes just like the, the, the project manager that came to me and said, you know, I feel like I'm the better manager. And I said, how comfortable are you going and standing up for yourself and advocating for yourself on behalf of your team? Well, I'm not very comfortable doing that. Well, that's exactly what you need to do in order to be able to be the leader that your team deserves. But because you're unwilling to get uncomfortable and to expand your perception of what it means to be authentic somebody else got that job are you okay with that so my question to you kinga at this time is how relevant do you think this is this concept or this topic is for project managers i think it's very relevant and I feel like, shall we not uh, disclose any more information? Let's have them <laughs> hanging and wanting to sign up. So if they want to register, westernmichiganpmi.org and go to events February 24 from 8 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Log in, register, make sure you um, call in. I, I think it will be a Zoom meeting. And um, yeah, just... We need more people to come. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is very exciting. I love to come and speak with with your chapter. It was, um, you know, for me, this is an honor and a privilege to be able to spend some time to give you, you know, I've, I've shared with you the problem, right? And that is our, sometimes our identity of what it means to be authentic is actually preventing the success that we want to have. And so there's a gap. And I've given you some examples of, of someone that, how that has showed up in their career and someone professionally as a tennis player, how they're able to overcome that. I will share with you strategies that you can overcome this authenticity trap, this paradox that you need to build the trust in your project teams, in your career, in your life, in your relationships, so that you can have the results that you that you desire. And I'm and I'm very excited and honored that you would have me come back, Kinga. It's uh, it's such a privilege. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Spencer. Looking forward to it. All right. Cool. So how long did we 